Conversations powered by Just Talk and Lisa Listen. I am Jesse Farrell, and you are? I am Lisa Bybee, success coach and VP of Sales and Marketing. Very nice. That would make me then professional speaker, author, and podcaster. There you go. Right now. Yeah, I guess I'd yeah, be one yeah, of those yeah, too, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> and who do we have here today with us? We have a very special guest, Clay Overlane with Cornerstone. Cornerstone. <laughs> is it Cornerstone? Cornerstone, if you don't like us. Cornerstone, if you like us. <laughs> Say it slowly, sir. Cornerstone Merchant Services. Very nice. Well done. And our topic today, Mr. Clay, is going to be. I have it written right here, and is it is is your business at risk with the new EMV compliant law? That yes. is our main topic. But you're going to bring some more magic on top of that, though. Yeah, absolutely. Because we had a little talk in the green room, right? Yes, absolutely. And you, now you said you could be a little. You didn't say it, but I could get a sense you could be a little silly if you wanted to be. Right, I can be a lot of silly, but That's you're gonna try to problem. keep that under control. Gotta keep it under control, <laughs> unless we feed him two Red Bulls. Oh shoot, we we're hoping you wouldn't keep that under control. <laughs> so no, let's <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk for a second here before we dive too deep deeply into this thing. I want to read something that Lisa prepared for me that I thought was very good for you. It says uh, just a really tiny, tiny brief bio, and then I want you to add more to this. Is a business development experience in banking started with Valley Bank of Nevada, nineteen ninety, mm-hmm. and your main goal is to be of value to business owners in the Las Vegas and business community by connecting them to businesses and other people and great resources. Yes, I uh, discovered that I love to put people in front of opportunities for them. Okay, and there's a great word, serendipity. It all comes back to me if I. Giver's gain, basically. Serendipity. Okay, so two things. First off, <clears throat> giver's gain comes from BNI, mm-hmm. you, which you're familiar with. Yes. Okay. And it all comes back to you, meaning as beautiful as those. Are those beautiful baby blues you're batting at me? I can't tell. Are yes. <laughs> yes, I will be the only, I'll be the only good looking Norwegian you have on okay, the show. Okay, I'm just today. saying. I'm just yes. saying. So the other thing is it all comes back to you, meaning it's all about you, Clay, at the end of the day. No, is no, that the no. game you plan? No, it's all about other people's <laughs> okay. business. Because when they succeed, I succeed. I succeed very you much. Said, well no, said. no, that's so. So, and really, connecting people is really where the magic is. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do the EMV piece first okay. because I think the connecting people is is makes the EMV piece even more powerful. Okay. I also think that the connecting people and how that all happens is a sexier, more attractive piece that a lot of people know to some degree. Some know a lot, and many, many don't know just how simple and easy this whole process and style of which you do business can work for them. Yes, so absolutely. Talk, give us some give us some some goods on the EMV stuff. Well, today is EMV day and for those that don't know EMV stands for EuroPay, MasterCard and Visa. Mm, and the United States know. is basically the last country to in, in, institute this. I was going to say instigate. You like keep one to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> institute this. And uh, we're behind the eight ball on this thing. But today is the day that people need to be EMV compliant. Okay. It's actually a guideline. You hear it on the internet a lot. It's an EMV law, but it's really an EMV compliance guideline. For sure. Nothing says so you have to So it's not a law, this. but it's a guideline. In other words, the guideline is there to really to protect you. Yes, absolutely. So, but isn't isn't your business at risk? And if you're not compliant, then the they come back to you and you're held responsible? Yes. Today, there was a major liability shift okay. to those merchants accepting credit cards in person who do not have an EMV compliant piece of equipment, those okay. credit card machines. Okay. So what happens if, if someone... 
gives them a credit card that turns out to be, let's say, they rack up a charge of, let's say, 5000 mm-hmm. and they don't have that compliant chip that you're talking about, whose responsibility is it? Well, if the merchant doesn't have a credit card machine that's able to accept the chip card, okay. uh, and the client decides they, uh, they want to be less than integrity-driven and say they lost their card, sure, the liability uh, rests with the business owner, the inventory goes out the door, and the less-than-integrity-driven purchaser uh, gets his money back. It's an unfortunate fact. So business owners need to have a EMV-compliant credit card machine in place as of today. And how many business owners, percentage-wise, say, in the greater Las Vegas area might likely not realize that? About uh, 60%. 60% don't know this. We believe that wow. 40% are compliant as of today. Okay. Mm-hmm. And why is it? Why is it that you think it's best kept secret at sixty percent? The majority not even knowing. It comes down to telemarketers, I think. Okay, that's just my opinion. Uh, you know, when I was a banker, I had one rule of banking with Clay. If you're going to bank with me, you have to meet three other people at my office, and you got to come to the bank to see us. Just goes without saying. Okay, people go to their bank. Okay, many people because of the telemarketing that goes on. They're just you talk to any retail business owner. And they are receiving two to three telemarketing phone calls every day, five days or six days a week. And they just don't want to hear about it anymore. So when I go in and say, you need to be compliant, yeah, yeah, we've heard all that before. Sure. So they don't pay attention to it. It's something they don't think about. And I always say, when's the last time you visited the individual that's transferring your funds on a daily basis to your bank? Sure. And most people have never met these people, which would be us in this case. Right, right. Mm, that makes sense. So go ahead, Lise. Well, I know that with Square, you know, that's how we do a lot of transactions with our phone. And they sent us an email about four weeks ago right. saying that we needed to order their new card, which is, by the way, forty nine ninety nine, which but Which we, which it used to be free. And mm-hmm. we ha- still haven't received it. Yeah, but we did receive just recently, in fact, it was yesterday, an email saying that they know they're behind, oh. that there's a big stockpile, and if something were to happen that was not kosher between now and then, that they would handle the responsibility. Well, that's good to know. And Square is a, is a good option for businesses that may be processing $1,500 or less. Okay. They are more expensive. They're generally, you're paying about 1% more per transaction. And the thing that I... Uh, have the challenge with with Square is have you ever spoken with anybody at Square? They will respond emails quickly, but what if you're accepting a credit card for a thousand dollar transaction? We don't do that much with Square, so I hear okay. what you're saying because your point is, I guess you're starting to drive that. That may be difficult to get a live body on the other end if yes. you need to really speak to someone. That's probably where you were going. Well, with and if that. it is a, a transaction that's a thousand dollars and we're paying one percent more on that, would we be better suited somewhere with a lower interest rate? Yes. Yeah, there's always the shopping around thing you have to sort of, you know, want to be be very mindful of. And that's why you're here. Yes. Is to yes. help us with this. So what is the, what is the law? Like straight up, how does the, the new law work? How what, what are the advantages and or disadvantages? Of the EMV compliance guideline? Correct. Okay. I, so it's not a law. It's a compliance it's a guideline. It's a guideline, yes. Uh, they don't have, have to work. do it. Okay. There's no law that says you have to do it. Uh, the there's another compliance issue that started about six years ago, and people are now just coming into play with that, and it's called PCI compliance, but that's a whole different deal. EMV compliance. Well, well you can't just spit out words like PCI like we know what you're talking about. What does that mean? PCI stands PCI. for Payment Card Industry, and what that does is business owners who are compliant, uh, if, they're, if their credit card information, if your credit card information is somehow abstracted from my computer or such, sure. uh, I'm, I'm compliant, I've, I'm, in, I'm safe. But if I'm not compliant, there is a $10,000 upfront penalty for any credit card that's been compromised in my system. And then a huge 
amount, which I'm not privy to, for every card after that. So that's PCI, and that took them about five years to get that. Fair people enough. would wake up to that and issue. And people st still don't even know. I ne I've never even heard of it. So, so what's the number one thing that we need to be cognizant of as business owners out here to protect ourselves, to keep ourselves in a, in a good place? Or the, the audience is listening right now, and there are a number of them that listen are really good business, you know, small business owners themselves. So this would be good for them. Well, here's this EMV compliance thing. If right now, or as of yesterday, let's say, before the compliance guidelines set in, yes. it happened. If I went into your store and, and I were to dispute a transaction, say it wasn't me or, or wanted to do a chargeback is the common term, um, the, the, we teach our business owners at Cornerstone how to protect themselves in the case of, you know, keep kick. If they have to uh, encrypt or not encrypt. Wait, um, a, wait a minute. Yeah. You use more like encryption. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let me say it word. wasn't me. <laughs> Let me say something to you. Mr. Clay, I know people. Okay. If you come in and take something from my store and you say it wasn't you, I'm going to find you. Yeah, you will. <laughs> Except in Las Vegas where there's a lot of, yeah, there we go. A lot of international people. That's why Vegas is the highest incident of credit I've got some fraud. international brothers mm -hmm. that will find you. I bet you, you will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to... You know, we had Norwegians have a mafia. Did you <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know this. Yeah. Thank you for this. The Norwegian mafia makes you an offer you can't understand. <laughs> You're funny, too. Yes. EMV in English. <laughs> yes, I am. The liability of any credit card transaction as of today shifts to the least, to the individual who is not ready for it. That's another word oh, for I compliant. So yeah. if I am a credit card holder yes. and my bank did not give me a chip card yet, yes. they should call the bank and say, I need a card with a chip and here's why. I go into Jess's store. Sure. I buy a fishing rod. Sure. I use my chip card on your, or my non-compliant card on your chip compliant machine. Sure. I don't like the fishing rod. It's broken. It's faulty. I do a chargeback. I lose because I don't have a chip in my card. Wow. Let's flip that. I have a chip in my card. Your machine is not able to accept my card. Right. Now I buy that fishing rod and I don't like it and it's broken. I'm going to get my money back and potentially just keep the rod well here's what i'm going to say to you first off i don't want you in my store buying a fishing rod that's the first the second thing i'm going to say to you i want you in my stove that's sto <laughs> buying some coaching services and some speaking products so maybe some books i don't want you buying fishing rods no so the next example you give you suggest when i want to buy one of your premium coaching packages Okay. Exactly. And then I take that premium package back to Oslo with me. But on the way back, I call Visa and say, that wasn't me that bought that from Jess. And if you can't accept the chip, I keep the package. Fair enough. But I don't have you coaching me, so that would be, it'd be well, worth it. I might have to change some of my coaching style, too. I might, anyway, no, this is really helpful, don't you think, Lisa? Yeah, it really it is. is. It really is. It really is helpful. So let's slide over then to the conversation about your motto in terms of you like to help connect people. Talk, mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Where did that come from? I'm known as the bear hunter for Cornerstone Merchant Services. Okay. And if I can make this quick, there's a story that goes, Clay is known as the world's greatest bear hunter. Okay. And I don't own a gun. I don't eat meat. And I've never killed anything. Right. So Jess and Lisa say, well, show us. How are you this bear hunter? And I sure. say, you have a cabin up in Reno area. Let's go bear hunting Saturday. Okay. So I show up at your home and I have just a backpack, some tennis shoes, and that's it. Saturday morning, Lisa or, or Jess is cooking up breakfast. I head out early. I'm going to take a little walk, but you be ready when I get back. And about 30 minutes into this walk, you hear me screaming, open the door, open the door. And you look out the window and here comes Clay being chased by a big bear. Lisa, being a friend of mine, opens the door. Clay steps in, holds the door, lets the bear run in, says, there's your first bear. I'll be back with more. 
So I failed fail to tell you, you have to process the bear. So what I do is I put people in front of people. And this started in 06, 2006, as I was, when I was a banker. I put people in front of other people. Yes. I would meet, say, in 2006, I was a banker with a small community bank. I would sit with a business owner, and we'd talk, and I would say, I'm going to challenge you, Jess. Send me an email. Number one, names of three business owners you want to meet. Number two, names of three businesses you'd like to work with, and they might be the same. Sure. Preferably, they shouldn't be. And number three, three types of businesses you'd like to meet. Sure. And, and you know, Vegas, everybody knows everybody usually, except mm-hmm. for those folks that are asking. And so what I would do is if I didn't already know them, I'd put the word out on an email. I'd like to meet, um, you name it. To your, na- to your your database. To my or database. Following, yeah. Yeah. Okay. If I didn't know them. So I'd reach out to somebody, and then I would build a relationship with that person. Your name never came up if I didn't know them right off the right. bat. Because if I offend them, you've offended them, especially if for I mention sure. your name. For sure. But once I know them, I say, you know, there's uh, Mr. Johnson, there's a guy named Jess that's been talking about you. would love to meet you. Could I put you in front of him? He might even have an expense account and buy us lunch. Right, right, right. And they go, well, sure, I'd, I'd like to meet him because they know me and they like me. So I put Jess in front of Mr. Johnson and say, guys, take it from there. And uh, But you would actually have lunch with, with, the, with the two, mm-hmm. right? So that's, hot, that's really hot marketing is what you're doing. And that to me is power connecting. Yes. We, we use that term. Lisa and I, uh, actually Lisa found the book and then uh, we both read the book. It's called How to Be a Power Connector by Judy Robinette. Have you heard of that book? No, I had not. Well, you live in the story anyway. W- wouldn't you say that Absolutely. what he explained is much like that? Yeah. Do you keep a, do you keep, do you have some sort of a system that you use to keep your contacts organized or straight to know when you're reaching out? We call them, we call it making touches. Mm-hmm. And a touch is when you do a meaningful expression towards one of your contacts, whether it's a Popeye or a tchotchke or a, a poem that's just right for them or a story or a video that's just right for them, not super mass marketing stuff, but things that are specific to their desires. Do you, keep, do you have some sort of a system or something that you keep track of? My system is a little file on the side of my Google where I have introductions. Okay. <laughs> and if I'm going to introduce Jess and Lisa to uh, a friend of mine is Jim Marsh, or everybody okay. I think knows Jim. Sure. Uh, I will do an email introduction. Or I'll make a phone call and say, hey, Jim, a couple folks would like to meet you. Would you be open to meeting up at the, his favorite cafe? And he'll say, sure, let's have lunch. Because he knows me and he trusts me. Mm-hmm. If it's a total stranger that I'm asking to reach out to, it might take me three to six months of, of reaching out and saying hi. And I don't really have, I don't recommend a book or a poem because I am Norwegian. <laughs> uh, but I'll just, I'll drop by. What I'll, does that mean? Oh, it's just an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lady I want to meet. She works with a large corporation here in town. I know she's from Wisconsin. So the other day I dropped by and took a little piece of cheese and wrote my information on the cheese. And I said, give this to so-and-so. And uh, I got a, immediately got a LinkedIn thing back. <laughs> Thanks for the cheese. <laughs> little things like that. And another thing I'll use if I'm after somebody just to, to get their business and they've, they've stated they would sit down with me. Sure. I'll send them a, the subject of the email might say, there's a fine line. And then I say, dear Jess, there's a fine line between being a nuisance and being available. I pray you only see me as available. Right, right, right. It's interesting, the response I get, oh, you're not a nuisance. We're just taking too much time or I've been out of the country. For sure. You never know. Yeah, but so, so maybe I missed mm-hmm. it. So your system is this something, a little card file or whatever off to the side. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's in. It's I don't. I'm not a computer guy, but it's you can make these little files where you. Like, you are I'm, a banker and not a computer guy. Nah, not really. I'm a hunter. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the I bear have, hunter. Yeah, I reach out to banks all over the country. So on, if you go to my email, you'll see uh, Mid Country Bank in Minnesota. You'll see Valley Minnesota. Bank here. 
He goes, yeah, sure, you betcha. <laughs> <laughs> they invented the parachute in Minnesota, but that's a different story. <laughs> anyway, so I have those files. And then what I'll do is if I say, what is that guy's name with, uh, with Montgomery Bank in St. Louis? I'll sure. go to that file, click on it, and there he is. Well, I want to talk, talk a little bit about that and, and the system that we use as well. But first, where can people find you? Yeah, as you're out there doing your business, uh, website, phone number, where, how can they find you? Yes, we are Cornerstone Merchant Services. We're located at 7881 West Charleston Boulevard in the Acuity Financial Center. That's on the southwest corner of Charleston and Buffalo. Our toll-free number is 888-399-3111. Our website is www cornerstonemerchant.com. Perfect, perfect. Do you, Do you have, have a local number? Yeah. Yes, our local number is 702-880-8116. And I ask only, for Clay Overlean. Ask for Clay Overlean. <laughs> and we're only clearing this up for you because we're Norwegian. Yes, absolutely. You look Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> You're picking on me. You got that Nordic thing going on. <laughs> I just hung out a little longer in the snow than you did. So what? Good yeah, deal, absolutely. Clay. Good deal. Um, let's talk about the, 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 the power of connections. What is the most, if you can think of it, it's a little bit on the spot, what is the most powerful connection that you helped someone make that brought value either to them or to the, the, the person on the other side of that connection? Well, one connection that I helped our business make, and as a, as a man of faith, I give credit to that's to God, so I have not Fair taken enough. any credit for this. Fair enough. Um, I started building a relationship three years ago with the Las Vegas Metro Chamber, just getting involved, being an ambassador, being everywhere I can possibly be. Okay. And the owner of our corporation, Chuck Lay, gives me a lot of freedom to do such. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that freedom, just this past uh, May, we became the benefits provider for merchant processing for the entire Las Vegas Metro wow. Chamber membership. That was a big benefit that stands out in my mind. Uh, there's many smaller ones. No, uh, that's a really good one, though. Yeah. Lisa and I are going to talk about, let's talk to Clay about our power connector system, the ecosystem. Yeah. Give him the quick rundown on that, and I'll jump in there with you as well. Well, as Judy Robinette calls it, it's a your top five, your top 50, and your top 100. You touch the top five once a week, the top 50 twice. We, we've decided to go twice a month for the, for and the key the 50. And the top 100 once a month. That's good. So you reach out to touch them in this systematic process that that it must feel organic on the other side. Mm -hmm. And so you're you're constantly staying in touch with the people that matter most to you in your life. And that's really the, the, the way you've said it is great because then you're not being a, as I would say, a nuisance. Right. right. It's not a nuisance. And, and it's a you're available. And it's a unique touch, too. It's not always the same way. It's not always phone. It's not always email. It's not always text. It's a unique touch. And, and hopefully adding value in some way, shape, or form. The whole to, point to is them. to add value. The whole point is to add value. Don't just keep in touch because you keep it in touch. Mm -hmm. What can you do to add value to someone else's life? You said it earlier. We're just using slightly different words. Mm -hmm. So this ecosystem, she has her own ecosystem. I have my ecosystem. And it's, and basically it comes from I, I, Judy Robinette's idea for the number comes from Dunbar's research on the maximum number of relationships that the human being, the human mind can handle without going goofy, without going cuckoo. And that number is 150, and that's been tested. Really? Yeah. That's very interesting. That's the maximum number before we start going goofballish that we can't keep up with. You can keep up to up to 150. So that's why it's the top five, then it's your key 50, and then your vital 100. And it's what can you do to add value to those lives. And, and 
Sometimes it's just simply hearing your voice. And the nice thing about it, too, is people you think are very meaningful, if you've hit them five or ten times and they haven't hit back, then they drop and somebody's on deck and you move somebody up in, whether it's the top five, fifty, or a hundred. But if you don't have somewhere to measure them to see who's there, how do you know who to move in and out? And you think you're going to remember the important people in your life? You don't. You absolutely don't. No, you think still today, we've been doing this for four solid months straight. We've changed systems to this. Still today, a, a person will come to mind that's a very key person that's nowhere on the five, the 50, or the 100, or even in the waiting list, the on-deck circle. I have 95 in my on-deck right now waiting wow. to pop up into that other area. And you think you're going to even remember it. You can't. That's the whole point of Dunbar's research. And oftentimes it's not from the strong people that you gain your best connections or things that happen great for you. Sometimes it's like Malcolm Gladwell says in his book, The Tipping Point, which have you read Tipping yes, Point? Yes, that's a you Remember that's the a strength of weak ties? Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same concept. The strength of weak ties said oftentimes your weaker ties will add more value to your process or to the things you're working on than even some of your strong ties. You know, you said something, Jess, about reaching out and just saying something. I've heard a great expression. I will often use it at the end of an email. I'll say, thanks, Jeff, for spending time with me today. It was great. Uh, I've heard there are two kinds of people in the world, lifters and leaners. Thanks for the lift, Jeff. Oh, yeah, there you go. Boom. There you go. It's just a way of saying, hey, I, was, I, I walked out of there better than when I went in. And that's exactly the whole point. And, and yeah. another, uh, you, you remind me of John Maxwell. Lid, li, he says lid lifters and fire starters. There you go. Maxwell uh, is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Developing the leaders around you. Absolutely. And, oh, great. So, no, this, this is really good stuff. Well, Lisa, do you want to tell them where they can find us as well? Yes, indeed. We can be found on iTunes, Apple TV, Roku, Stitcher, Google TV, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, and the RSS feed, Facebook, and last but not least, the Vegas Video Network. There you go. That's where they can find us in terms of the podcast, yes. but in terms of business, JustTalk.com is our website, J-E-S-S-T-A-L-K.com. They can find us there if they're looking for either executive coaching, uh, personal professional development coaching, keynotes, workshop, training. Man, we do anything with the word. We get paid by the word. May I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Tell me, uh, coaching for me, I met one coach, I've met numerous since then, but I met one who shall remain nameless because I'll you're the guy. nameless? Okay. Coaching for me, I used to think was people saying, here's what you need to do. Yes. But in reality, you, by asking questions, guide me by my making decisions, correct? So in Actually, that's, that's pretty powerfully said. And, and I'll say yes, and I'll say it this way. We, we seek to peel back the layers like an onion to reveal what is already there for you that you, you know, but you don't know how you know or where it's at. Mm -hmm. So we typically peel back those layers. We say our coaching style is that we like to provide a safe place for people to come and tell the truth about everything. And the other thing is we say it's about creating breakthroughs with you and for you. We don't charge for our time. We charge for breakthroughs. And that's what the coaching is about. It's about creating an empowering conversation where we are partners. We partner with you to help you improve the quality of your life in a global way. Very good. That's what the whole point of it is. And so, yeah, no, we don't tell you what to do. Oftentimes you know, but sometimes you're stuck or blocked or frozen or trapped or scared you know, or all of those things. And so our, our point is to create that environment that lets you know however you are, you can be that way. There's no judgment. 
at all here. We just need to know what's going on with you. Where are you, where are you going? What do you want? And how are you going to get there? If you don't know what you want, we'd start with a wants analysis. If you know what you want, but you don't know how to get there, then we're going to help you get there. Do you see what I mean? Yes. So it's a very unique and special relationship. And it's fun. It's, it's very exciting and, it's, and we're passionate. But that's a great question. Why do you ask that question? I'd love to hear that. Well, I, I look at coaches, and I, I know a, 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 maybe a handful. Now you made the a dozen for me, or a half dozen, excuse me. <laughs> My math, five or six. That's okay. Half and you're dozen, a that's ten, right? It's intriguing to me to find, I, I find <laughs> as a bivocational pastor on weekends, Okay. sometimes coaching for me is just saying, tell me how you're feeling. Well, you make a good and point. And then listening. I love what you just said, though, because that is, that's a big part of it as well. To me, the, the the most premium part of a coaching dialogue is language. We believe that everything rises and falls in language. The language that you use, the language that you allow in, or you don't allow that toxic language, or that little alter ego that sits, sits, sits on your shoulder, the naysaying clay that says, who do you think you are? Are you too big for your britches? Or don't even give that a shot, or you're not worthy, or whatever. That language is what makes a difference. And the most powerful thing that a really solid professional coach can do is ask, is ask you exquisite questions and shut up and listen. Yep. There's, so, a, there's a book I read that says, where there are many words, transgression is unavoidable. Wise is he who closes his lips. So I've translated that I where there are many like words. I like that. You know what? You, Will, Will, Will Edwards say, I'm going to kick over baby carriage. Okay. When you, when you get him excited, he's, I'm going to kick over baby carriage. You just, <laughs> I'm going to kick over baby carriage because of what you just said. <laughs> Thank you, Will Edwards. Yeah, that's a little Will Edwardsism if he's watching the program. But no, that's really good. That's a very nice piece. And so you do some Bible stuff on the weekend, you say? Yes. I'm a bivocational music pastor. I, I came to Vegas. That's a, a, is that a new terminology? Mm, I never heard of that. Part-time. Did you make that up? <laughs> no, it's it's been around in the in the ministry position for a long time. Bivocational, oh, meaning you have two vocations. Oh, I thought you said bivocational. I did. Oh, too. I could. I, could I have did think it was bivocational. <laughs> Very good. I didn't think about that. Kick over the can. <laughs> Kick over the baby carriage. <laughs> oh, baby carriage. There you go. Yeah. You can Kick start the with can. the can, though. Kick the can was the game we played as a kid. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's really really interesting. Do you find a great deal of value in that? Yes, uh, I was a musician first in Vegas, and for me, that's a what did you play? A trombone. Look at you! I chose that because it converts to a sink better than a clarinet or anything yeah. when you retire. <laughs> Clay's parents said, "That's my boy. He's that's in the band. Yeah. He's in the band. He's got that thing going." I right? wonder how many, how far ahead I'd be in my career if I wasn't hung up on the drug of music when I was a young man. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, you never know. But you showed up here today, and we're very, very great, very, very grateful that you are here. Uh, the words are coming out as they come out, and uh, we we were both excited to have you. I know you were excited to be on the program. Oh, you. This is a great opportunity. <laughs> I mean, seriously, and thank you very, very much. You've made this. I was nervous when we started. Not at all, right? I wrote everything down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I uh, got nervous thinking, how am I, how, how, how I forget that? But no, but the flow was smooth, though. You you came across quite well. No one would have ever known that you were nervous. What were you thinking, Liz? No, you, you did fantastic. Was there anything else that you left out that's on that sheet that you may want to say? Yes. Because you got 30 seconds. Okay, I just heard this today. There's going to be people who have the EMV credit card machine, and there's going to be people who present a chip card, and it doesn't work, and they're going to go, oh, am I going to be liable? No, because those are called fallback transactions. Okay. Nice. So if you've given it a shot and the chip doesn't work, 
Give it a swipe. You'll be okay. Oh. Okay, very, very cool. Phew. Very cool. Thank you for that last. Right. Uh, but see, you, you were good. You kept you kept us on a cliff for a while, and then whoo, you let us off right, right there. there. That was very good. Kick that carriage. Kick, kick, kick over that baby carriage. Yeah, kick it over. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be using that from now I'm on. I'm going to use that. No, this is really good. It's, it's very exciting to have you on the program, and you're a perfect segue for the next uh, guest that we're going to have. There's a company called Anderson Audiology here in town. They have four outlets here in town and a number of uh, facilities here. And Anderson Audiology, there are two incredible uh, doctors there. There's Lan and David Anderson. They're going to be on our program next week, and we're going to be talking with them about a number of things about audiology and the field of what they do and why they do what they do and all of that. And they're just they're incredible uh, people, and they're uh, extremely uh, heartfelt clients of ours that we get to serve them on a weekly basis, them and their leadership team. And uh, we do uh, workshops with them, keynotes and training, and we also are doing executive coaching with with them. And we're going to have them on the program to get their powerful doctorship. Is that a word? It is now. Better than Bible Biblecation, right? And they're, you said Anderson, right? <laughs> yes. That could be Norwegian. <laughs> they are. And they look a little like you, too. So There you oh, go. Don't you know? Goodness. But you know what? How, does, how has this man left you feeling on this program that we're about ready to close? Well, at the end of the day, it's all about how you leave him feeling. And you left us feeling great. 